Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The Score. Cork's Gold Emerald Award-winning sports show. Cork's 96FM. Well, John, good to see you. Um, talk to us about the, um, you know, on reflection about the 2019 season. You know, how difficult was it for you, kind of personally? Um, look, obviously, it was a, a difficult season overall from start to finish. Really, um, results obviously dictated a lot of that. Uh, and obviously, during the year with John losing his job, and um, obviously after that, towards the end of the year, I stepped away as well. And um, it was just a difficult year, probably on and off the pitch. And uh, I think the results reflected that. Mm. I mean, as a as a double act, as a fella says, you, you great success wherever you went, yourself and John. And um, you know, it must have been scratching your head, I suppose. Number one, after competing for trophies every year since you came in, with mm. uh, probably one of the best teams ever in League of Ireland yeah. history, like. And then for it to, to go pear shaped, it must have been scratching your head, really. Yeah, like obviously we came in in was it 2014 was the first season, and things just took off from there. We got a bit of momentum that year, and. Uh, we were 45 minutes away from winning a league too against all the odds that year and um, that was the start for really obviously 15 was a bit of a drop off but people probably forget about 2014 too is that we had a lot of good players in that year too it's not it's not just as easy to do that mm. um, we still had a lot of good players we had obviously like so Colin Healy and Billy Denny came back that year and still had Dan Murray Darren Denny and uh, Garrod and Gary Buckley starting out their careers really and Obviously, Marco Sullivan came in from Munster League and had a major impact as well. And um, but people seem to probably forget that we had a lot of good players that year as well. And um, mm. as I said, we were very close to mm. to winning it. And, that was um, probably your greatest achievement. I know the double is huge, and we we'll talk yeah. about it later on. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it was a massive achievement your, your first year to nearly win the title. The yeah, and it's, it's, I still say it's probably the most enjoyable year I had there. Um, obviously, I left the full time position to go in. And um, obviously it was all part-time then as well. All staff, myself and the players, everyone was was on part-time wages and um, everyone grafted hard and that's what nearly got us to the league, to be honest. And uh, it was a hugely enjoyable year and when I look back on it, it was a brilliant year to be involved. It was the buzz around the city and the county and the, the attendances, the atmosphere at the games mm. and a lot of late winners in the cross too. Mm. Collins over, overhead kick, obviously, and Dan, or Dan Murray, with a winner in the St. Anzins with a header against Rovers as well in the 90 odd minute and they were in, I think that was on the last seven or eight games and um, there was a huge buzz around the city that year and mm. it was a brilliant year to be part of it to be honest Just come back to 2019 season again John um, I suppose like the points that you gained and, and John gained probably kept Cork City up in the end Yeah look um, look looking back on it I suppose um, from when I took over that time uh, 
I think we won three of our first four games and I think the game we lost, the first game we lost was Dundalk at home and um, probably luckily during my time we beat UCD twice as well which probably helped in the long term and um, but look overall I still feel when I, if I look back on it that there's games we should have picked up more points in to be honest and uh, we left a lot of games behind us as well and that's probably the tale of the whole season as well too to be fair and uh, results probably weren't good enough really from February till end of October there as well so um, that's something that would eat away at you because I know the players a lot of the players are a lot of winners in there too and they're great lads and um, it was just when you feel you might be getting a small bit of momentum you get knocked back again and but look that's the industry you're in and you just have to take it and uh, and move on and that's yeah. what I've done now yeah and you're over a bit now and you had time to reflect I mean do you in your head think back of the season say here's the main problems I think we had or you know was there, was there a number of things went wrong um, probably a number of things too to be fair um, look obviously John leaving that time was a major part of it as well with the impact he John had on the club not just in the last five years but obviously in Cork football in general for the last how many years mm. and that was a major part of it as well um, obviously as well from then on a lot of players left um, got rid of a lot of players as well and um, that was the thing as well because sometimes we were caught in numbers but, but look that's fine it's at the end of the day it's a results business too to be honest mm. and I'm not foolish enough to think it's not and um, that's the thing it's just what would eat away at me if I was looking back at it particularly in my time there's, there's games that we've we conceded late goals mm. it would obviously St. Pat's and the cross there we lost 1-0 we didn't play that well but you still don't try and lose the game you should at least get a point and up, up in St. Pat's again we were 1-0 up and I think the referee played in minute 10 or minute 20 or something over, over time and they scored in the last seconds and mm. that was gutting as well to be fair and I think St. Pat's did it was three times this year actually they got another late equaliser yeah. in Turner's Cross as well under John in John's time and uh, it's just the late goals and you know that continued continued mm. right through the season to be fair yeah I think everyone is, agrees that, that a lot of the players especially that came in from England didn't work out you know they just weren't probably at the level you thought maybe and and um, John identified obviously a few players that he wanted to bring but they didn't come was that the kind of case um, yeah look it's always tough to attract like there's a lot of clubs in this in this league now as well and I'd say this year it's probably harder again and uh, sometimes it's hard to get players to come down to Cork and um, look to be fair the lads that came in from England I thought James Tilly James Tilly was just really in the last month or so before he left was just getting used to the league because it's a tough league as well and you know, he was still a 19 year old coming in from Brighton and um, you know I just thought he was just getting into the league and he, he obviously left to try and get back into the Brighton setup and uh I thought he was just getting into it. I thought he, he, was a, he was a good player, to be fair, and he was a great lad and really bought into what we were trying to do with the club. And um, So, but look, you can say about not getting players, but every club misses out on players and gets players and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, look, we'd have approached a lot of the players. I'm sure John would have met with a lot of players, but you're not going to get every player you go for anyway. And uh, mm. for one reason or another, some players didn't come. How difficult do you think it will be next season? You know, with, uh, for Neil and Joe, um, you know the funds. Uh, it's been kind of well documented. and not kind of there at the moment. You know, and a lot of the youngsters coming through from the outside. Yeah, look, a lot of the young lads are. I know the, the likes of Colin. I'd be good friends with Colin. I know Colin has done great work with the academy and all the other coaches, likes of Liam as well, and the other coaches underneath that, David Moore and stuff. have done great work there as well. And not only Colin with the 19s, people seem to forget the likes of Richie Holland, who's done a great job with Colin. 
in the 19 since he's come in the last couple of years and uh, they have some very good players coming through but it's still it's still a man's league and still Premier Division football and it's a it's a tough league to ask a lot of kids to be going in together and um, they'll need some good senior players around them to to give them a give them a hand and uh, look there are a lot of good senior players at the club once they remain at the club and um, look no European football either is probably probably making it tough to track players down especially when the likes of Derry have it and and obviously you have four Premier Division clubs in Dublin as well mm. you know you've I think you've packed Rovers uh, Shells and Bows so they'll all be competing for players as well and makes it uh, twice as hard to try and get players to come mm. I know from talking to you down the years and, and watching you and following your career John that you love Cork City football with a passion like you know and mm-hmm. I know you are going to the games where, where do you watch the games like yeah uh, St Anne's End up where it's nice and quiet <laughs> uh, went to a few of the games towards the end of the season and um, was that very difficult for you just to watch and, as a it fan? was just strange obviously but um, look I'd be still good friends with a lot of people there like Liam Carney who was still in the first team staff and Eddie Hickey and you had a lot of the players that I would have been close with over the last five or six years and look I'd have only been sitting at home going mentally when the game was on anyway so I'd go in and sit up to St Anne's end and, uh, and watch the game and I did that for a few game, for the last few home games and uh, strange enough but look you have to move on and mm. I have now at this stage and you're working on your pro licence aren't you? yeah how's that no. going? it's good it's good I started that last January and um, I think we were our last block in January 2020 and um, probably not a few months after that before it's officially signed off but um, it's a good course to be fair um, well run by the likes of Niall O'Regan with the FAI and the other tutors with the FAI that are helping Niall and um, a lot of very experienced people on it a lot of experienced coaches and players on it that you'd um, pick their brain and and um, pick up a lot of stuff from them and a lot of good people involved with the league as well that are on it as well and um, it's a good course to be fair and you do go to club visits and stuff like that and you go up to your wife and stuff so there's a lot of uh, benefits from it and um, I've been enjoying it now so hopefully over yeah. the next few months get that finished as well yeah and where would you like to end up like what kind of challenges would you see yourself like would you like to stay in League of Ireland or go oh, I would, back abs- to League of Ireland absolutely I would look I'd be passionate about League of Ireland and the taste I've had for the last five years in part of the management five practically six years really with John um, was brilliant to be a part of and I loved every minute of it to be fair took the ups and downs and I'd be the type of fellow you don't get too carried away when you win and try not to get too down when you lose but um and it's a lot harder to not get too down when you lose, to be fair. But um, yeah. and look, hopefully, but I'll I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens around the place. And um, but it'd have to be the right opportunity with the right people and going with someone you trust. And mm. um, hopefully, something might pop up at some stage or another. But if it doesn't, I'm happy with that as well. I'm comfortable with that at the minute as well. Looking back then at your time at Cork City, um, you know, in those five years we mentioned at the outset, how proud of you like of what you achieved that time because like you were up against let's face it, like probably the greatest League of Ireland team in history. Like a lot of people would say if Dundalk and Kenny wouldn't run, like you'd have probably won everything. Yeah, and look you don't really look at it when you're in it. It's probably when you step away and you've time yeah. to reflect on it, um, that you really look back and see what was done and what we did do and um a lot of the players and every every member of staff and supporters played a huge part of it as well to be fair and um, uh, it was an incredible time to be part of Cork football to be honest it was like qualifying for Europe every year and winning a double and back to back cups and cup finals four in a row watching the cup final last month there 
at the start of the month it was mm. I presume it was strange for a lot of Cork people not to be involved but um, yeah. maybe in a way we were spoiled about that way as well and I think it's probably not until a few years down the line people really realise what went on and how good mm. it was and it was a golden era in Cork football I would think to be honest Yeah and can I take that away from you like, because uh, you, you were in charge of Cork's most successful period in the history of the mm. club like so it's hugely uh, problem. Yeah, and look, John did an incredible job, and look, I just assisted and helped him any way I could, and gave my opinion, and I'd be strong with my opinion too, as John would know. And um, look, it was brilliant, and look, we were lucky enough to have some brilliant players here as well, and we got some incredible players down to Cork as well over the years, and a lot of incredible Cork lads there as well, and obviously there was a lot of other staff that played a major part to it as well. It's not just two people or one person that do it, so um, it takes a team of people off the pitch as well that probably don't get the, the mm-hmm. glory or the credit but I'm under no lose the, mo- the amount of work that everyone has done to to bring those trophies and stuff and that's right through the whole club you've like Savannah and all these people as well who've done savage work and uh, it was great to be a part of it and mm-hmm. look it's as I say it's probably something down the line that you'll really look back on and with mm-hmm. fondness and uh, you'll have memories that you'll have for life to be honest like you know more than anyone it's the results game and like you know I'd be surprised I suppose I, I talk to a lot of soccer people around like you know after matches before matches mm-hmm. when I'm out socially even and people had said you know things like Trevor like you know they, they never give the young fellas a chance bring the young fellas true and it's with the you know like I said you know look at the success that Cork City had like and I was saying that it should brought more young fellas true like. yeah look, you know, look you'd love a team of 11 Cork men on the pitch like but like just if you're on more young fellas just take Conor McCarthy for instance who actually I made captain in my time there because mm. I felt it wasn't just because he was from Cork I just felt he deserved it mm. and um, I think Conor did his leaving start in 2017 and it's only in the last six months he really you know so it's, it took him probably two years to really get used to first team football and professional football and physically and um, he's turned into a brilliant player to be honest and I hope he, he continues like the way he's playing at the minute and uh, we're just bringing in young for is fine but first thing they have to be good enough and the side we had from in 14, 15 right way through to last year there was some incredible players in that and you would be exceptional to get into that team as well so um, but a lot of good young lads did come through and look you have a lot of young lads there now at the minute like the Ronan Hurley who came through this year as well has done great and Alec Byrne hopefully is after his injury there he seems to be well over that as well so um, mm. hopefully he, he kicks on a bit now as well with the likes of uh, with Connor and um, a few other lads coming through as well like you know you've Keen Murphy Keen Bargey lads who got injured who were with us as well at the start of the year and um, mm. Josh Honan another great lad so there's a lot of promising young players in Cork as well but it's a tough league and I wouldn't expect too much of them straight away because it's hard it's um, mm. as I said it took Connor the best part of two years to really properly become a, an established League of Ireland player and which he has at the minute and it's great to see so look you need to have a bit of patience with these young fellas as well and not expect too much of them straight away yeah it must be that Cork soccer public are, are hard to please like because I get fellas into me as well like uh, the football we're playing Trevor's poor like poor football <laughs> and I think yeah, hang on I won the double like, and you know they're, they're the league won halfway through the season yeah. so you don't do that against the side Dundalk in that like, like playing poor football like, is my kind of answer but how would you react to it yeah look I don't it doesn't I don't know what people might think but I laugh doesn't bother me one bit to be honest um, people are entitled to their opinion that's the great thing about sport too everyone has a different opinion on it and everything so um, it never bothered me to be honest no matter what people said in the press or fans or other opposition managers or whoever um, at the end of the day I'm in sport to win games and win matches and 
Look, at the end of the day, as I said earlier, it was a golden year of Cork football. We won a double, uh, back-to-back cups. Good players playing for us, like Shawnee Maguire, who played for Ireland the other night. Stephen Dooley, Carl Shepherd, you know, you Greg Bolger, Kenny Brown, all unbelievable footballers. Mm. And uh, Owen O'Connell came back from Celtic and was brilliant for, I think he only played 10 or 11 games, but still mm. very good players, playing away in League One with Rochdale now, with the likes of Jimmy and Dooley as well. And um, look, we had some brilliant players and some brilliant times there. And uh, look, we, we went to Oriel Park, I think, on the night of a break. And one 3 0, Sean, he got a hat trick, and I think that put us 18 points clear mm. going into a summer break, which is unheard of. And I don't think he'll ever be done again, mm. not for a long, long time anyway. But look, there are the things I remember. I don't remember anything what people say. It's, it's nights like that and the European nights we had that, yeah. that you'd cherish, that you'd look back on with, with fond memories of. Would you get it yourself? Or would people actually have the, the nerve to come up and say it to your they playing football? They would, but look, I don't mind that. As I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I wouldn't be rude with anyone by anyone who says that. I just, you know, I brush it off, and I wouldn't think about it afterwards. I just said, you know, that's their opinion, and they're entitled to it, and uh, that's fine by me. To be honest, I don't. Mm. It doesn't bother me one bit. To be honest, now. yeah, because I must say, like the the, the the few people that say it to me, like uh, I don't see my turnus cross, <coughs> like, and you know, away games, and Shamrock Rovers comes to mind, like when you play beautiful football, beating five 0 in the cup. Yeah, just, that was only one example, like, but. I, I thought there's not wrong. I mean the players you had could play like the duelies of the world. Yeah, Sean. Like, as you remember that night we beat them five 0 up in Tallaght. Was it? Was that 2016 cup? And Sean got a hat trick, and Gary Buckley and Carl Shepherd scored that night. And we played some brilliant football. But look, people like to sometimes people like to focus on the negatives. Maybe same time I wouldn't be that type of person. And um, I was just when I look back on it, I just look back on all the some incredible nights we had in Turners Cross and and up the country as well and in the Aviva and mm. look with many other great European nights as well over a few years as well which were um, an incredible experience as well yeah the double obviously like is will go down as the, as the great one like 2017 the club hadn't done it before it, it yeah. was, as you know it's very hard to do but uh, that must have been like a great satisfaction like, looking, looking back at now the time it was, it was I think we what did we win 21 out of 22 mm. and um, I think the game we drew was up in Galway I think that was the first points we dropped and um, that was after I don't know it was 12 or 13 games or something but um, the first game we lost was Bowes I think in Turner's Cross mm. but um, the like I can remember the end of that season though as well like we kind of huffed and puffed a bit and in a few games remember we could have beaten Dundalk and Turner's Cross to win it and they scored 87 minutes or something so we had to go on another bit and at that case obviously when you're in it you're just thinking are we ever going to get over the line here and luckily enough we did on a night I think it was a Tuesday night against Derry and they'll all draw and um, it was just a sense of relief but after that we just parked that and all our focus went straight onto the, the semi-final of the cup so we had to go and um, get through on that and uh, luckily enough we were able to have a, another great day in the Aviva with a, a penalty shootout went above which was uh, which was sweet to be honest mm-hmm. How do you think looking back you were dealt with like by I suppose the powers that be in Cork City when you were let go eventually like how you know, how do you look back in that time? Like? Well, I wasn't let go either. That was my mm. own personal choice to leave. And mm. um, and looking back, I feel it was the right time for me to leave anyway. Um, after all, probably the changes went on through the whole probably previous 12 months. And I just felt at that time, with the way the club was moving, that it was probably best for me to walk away as well. And um, But look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. People can, can say how you were treated this way or that way. But look, I'm just happy in myself at the minute that it was as it was tough at the at the start obviously 
when you're used to going in every morning at whatever half seven quarter to eight uh, to your job and um, it wasn't to be at, the, at that anymore but look that was fine that's football that's, the, that's sport it's the industry and um, I got over that after a while to be honest and as I said I kept going to the games because I wanted to watch the boys play and I uh, still had an interest and I still wanted the boys to win the games because for them because I'd be good friends with a lot of them and a lot of respect for them and they'd have a lot of respect for me and um, look I'm comfortable at the minute and I'm happy with the decision I made and I stand by the decision I made at that time and I felt it was the right time for me to, to make that decision what do you think, uh, I suppose, next season for Cork City? I mean, realistically, like, what's the most important thing from next season? Obviously, it's going to start well because there will be negative vibes around, the crowds are down. So it's obviously important from the start well, isn't it, next season? It is, absolutely. As I said, 2014, we, we started well. I think the first, first night we drew a pats in the cross and went up and beat Derry away and uh, got a bit of momentum. And he was surprised when I would take you too, but... As I said earlier, in that 2014 season, we had a lot of good players, really good players, and a lot of good professionals. And um, look, it's up to, I'm sure, Neil Fenn and Joe will have their own ideas how they want to go. And obviously, everyone wants to start well, and it'll be tough. I've no doubt it'll be tough. It'll be a tough league next year. I think it'll be a hard league because you've obviously done Dalton Rovers, who are probably miles ahead at the minute, but you've Derry, Sligo, Bowes, Pats, Shells. Mm. Shells have come into the mix around there. And I think it'll be a tough league next year. Um, I do. I think the two boys, Dundalk and Rovers, will be will mm. be where they are. To be honest, and I think it'll be a right scrap between the rest of the clubs. And obviously, recruitment is a major part of it. Mm. You have to get your recruitment right. And um, look, as I say, sometimes if recruitment isn't right, it'll affect you over the over time. And um, mm. look, that's a major part of it. So look, hopefully they can have a positive start to the season and maybe kick on and get a bit of buzz back in the city. Yeah, I suppose like finances are there now, aren't they? With Dundalk and Rovers, it's hard to compete with that, isn't it? Oh, it is. Like with Dundalk, obviously, with that Europa, Europa League adventure they had a few years mm. ago, and then they have the investors and uh, with Peak Six, and now you Shamrock Rovers, they have the investors as well. With Dermot Desmond coming in now as well, and it's tough. And in the area, they're in the catchment area up around Dublin and Dundalk and stuff. You're in a great area to track players, and you know it's got to be tough. You to be competing with them for players I don't think you're going to be competing with them for players for a while and um, mm. I think it'll be tough for clubs to compete at that level um, probably like ourselves in Dundalk for a few years as well we were miles ahead of everyone else as well but it um, goes in cycles but I think particularly like the Rovers who the cup win might be massive for them was like us in 2016 when we won it it just gave it that belief going into the following season helps you attract players obviously and um but it gives you that belief going into the following year that you can probably kick on and try and win some more and uh, I know that Rovers will probably put it up to Dundalk a bit more next year as well mm. you'd, you'd hear some people talking ahead next season that Europe will be the target like, but is that really Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Do you think for City next year? Um, I would think that would be their target. I would think so. I think that's what it, that ta- that should be their target. To be honest, um, shouldn't be any less than that. And um, look, you go with every game to win. But as I said, you still have outside of the two clubs I just mentioned. You have Derry, you have mm. Sligo, you have Pats with Stevie O'Donnell gone in there. They've made a couple of good signings already. A couple of statements as well in their Shell signings. Up as well, Shells, so. Shells. I know Carl Shepherd has gone there, um, as well as a few other players. Bows. You know, so you'll have a lot of a lot of clubs so it'll be tough. It'll be tough that European will be a right scrap and um fine margins between from there down then as well. It'll be it'll be a tight league yeah. all the way through I would think. And so they've lost a bit of experience, haven't they? I think Shane Griffin's probably gone, like the likes of Shepard just said gone. they've lost a few experience players as well, so it's gonna be down to the a lot of it's down to the young players going through, I suppose. Yeah, look I know Griffith another year or so look I don't know what his story is. Look, there's rumours flying around but the mm. League of Ireland football anywhere flies around November, December, January is mental, and um, but look, I've no doubt probably another few players might move on, and it might the the two lads Neil and Joe might like to freshen up themselves then and put their own stamp in it, which is fine too. That's their that's their job at the minute. So um, as I said, recruitment is massive, massive for every club, and um, to be honest, you live or die by your recruitment. Really, at the end of the day, it's the players that go up the pitch as well. So you need to get good players in, and um, yeah, so I think it's. It'll be tough, but as I say, no doubt they'll try and get hold on to a few of the experienced players as well, which will help those young fellas coming through. Okay, well, whatever happens, then you'll be watching, John. I will. I will. I'll, I'll watch as much as I can, um, and um, I'll always be a Cork City fan. To be honest, I always, always was. I always went when I was a kid, and me leaving the club won't stop that either. I'll still go to the games if possible, and uh, and support the boys. Brilliant. Pleasure catching up with you, John. And yourself, Trev, man. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.